0: soft Story Classic bringing to you recordings of old story books. MARY'S GREAT LOSS THE BASKET OF FLOWERS EPISODE 11 When at last Mary could no longer hide from herself, the seriousness of her father's illness, she went to the minister of the parish, in which Pine Cottage was situated, and asked him to come and visit him. The minister, who was a kind-hearted and godly man, gladly availed himself of the opportunity. Besides conversing with James on spiritual matters, he was of great comfort to Mary by the kindly affection with which he treated her. One afternoon, when the old man's weakness was sensibly increased, James requested Mary to leave the room for a moment that he might have private conversation with the minister. After a little while he called her in again and said, My dear child, I have settled all my worldly affairs and am now ready to depart and be with Christ. Mary was deeply distressed, and had great difficulty in keeping back her tears, for she saw that the end was rapidly approaching. But out of consideration for her father, and after a great effort, she recovered herself and remained calm. The rest of the day was spent by James in silent prayer, and next day he received the Lord's Supper at the hands of the minister, by partaking of the bread and wine the body and blood of Christ. Faith in the power of God, love to Christ who had redeemed him, and hope of eternal life had made his venerable countenance radiant with happiness. Mary remained on her knees beside his bed, weeping and praying. The farmer and his wife and their household looked on in wonder at the rapture of the aged saint, and tears of sympathy were in every eye because of Mary's grief. It gave the old man pleasure. To have Mary read to him in her sweet and clear voice. During the latter part of his illness, he desired to hear nothing else than the last words and prayer of Jesus. One night, after all the household had gone to bed, Mary was sitting beside her father. The moon was shining so brightly into the room that the light of the candle was scarcely seen. Mary, said the dying man. Read me once again that beautiful prayer of our Savior. Mary began to read, Now, said the old man, give me the book. Mary gave him the book, and carried the light nearer to him. This will be the last prayer, said her father, that I shall make for you. Then in a trembling voice he uttered the following prayer, O oh, Father, I have not longed to remain in this world. I am going, I dare hope it, I am going to thee, my heavenly Father. O oh, preserve this, my child, from sin, for thy name's sake, while I, while I have lived on the earth, I have endeavored in thy name to preserve her from it. But O oh Lord, I am now going to thee. I do not ask thee to take her to thys- thyself, but only to preserve her from harm. Let thy holy truth preserve her, thy word is truth grant o heavenly father that the child whom thou hast given me may at last be admitted to the place where i hope to go through jesus christ my savior amen mary repeated as well as her sobs would allow her her father's amen yes continued the old man yes my daughter in the kingdom which jesus had from the beginning of the world we shall see him and we shall see each other he again lay down on his pillow to rest a little, his hands continued to hold the New Testament, which he had bought with his first money saved from the purchase of food after he left Eichberg. Dear daughter, he said some minutes afterwards, "I am grateful for all the affection and tenderness which you have shown me since my illness commenced. Trust in your heavenly Father, Mary, and you will receive of him your reward. Poor and forsaken as I am, I can give you nothing when I leave you but my blessing and this book. Live in the ways of righteousness, and this blessing will not be without effect. The blessing of a father with the confidence of the Lord is better for a virtuous child than the richest inheritance. This book, which I wish to take in remembrance of your father, costs me, it is true, but a few few shillings. But if it be faithfully read, and its precepts put put in practice, I shall have left you the richest treasure. If I had left you as many pieces of gold as the spring produces leaves and flowers, with all that money you could not buy anything so valuable as this book. It is the word of God. Read it every day. No matter how much work presses upon you, read at least one passage. Preserve it and meditate upon it in your heart during the day. About three o'clock, the next morning, James said in a faint voice, I feel very ill. Open the window a little. Mary opened it. The moon had disappeared, but the sky was brilliant with stars and presented a magnificent sight. See how beautiful the sky is, said the dying man. What are the flowers of earth whose beauty I have so often admired compared with these stars whose glory suffers no fading? It is there I am going. What joy! Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. With these words, James fell back upon his pillow and passed peacefully away. Mary had never seen anyone die before, and she thought her father had only fainted. In her fright, she awoke all the family. They ran to her father's bed, and there she heard them say to each other that he was dead. Abandoning herself to her grief, she threw herself upon her father's body, embraced it, and wept passionately. Oh, my father, my good father, said she, how shall I discharge all my obligations to you? Alas, I cannot now. I can only thank you for all the words, for all good advice I received from your dear lips now sealed in death. Your hand, which is now cold and stiff, I kiss with gratitude, and remember that that hand has bestowed upon me many benefits, and has all my life labored for my good. Oh, if I could at this moment follow you into the heavenly kingdom, how gladly would I do so. Oh, let me die the death of the righteous. My only consolation now is that I shall one day enter upon the happiness and everlasting life of heaven. During this heart-rending scene the farmer's family had been much affected. At last they prevailed upon Mary to lie down and rest, hoping that sleep would ease her grief. During the following day nothing would induce her to leave her father's body, before the coffin lid was nailed down. Mary took one more look at her father. "'Alas!' said she, "'it is the last time that I shall ever look upon your dear face. How beautiful it was when you smiled! and it shone with the glory into which you were so shortly to enter farewell farewell my father said she sobbing aloud may your body rest peacefully in the earth now while angels of god are as i hope bearing your soul to eternal rest when the funeral took place mary dressed in mourning which one of the girls of the village had kindly given her Followed close to the body of her father, she was as pale as death, and everyone pitied the poor girl, who now was without a relative in the world. As Mary's father was a stranger at Erlenbrunn, they dug a grave for him. In a corner of the cemetery beside the wall, two large pine trees shaded the humble grave. The minister, who had attended James during his illness, spoke of James' patience and of the resignation with which he had borne all his misfortunes, and the good example he had set for those who knew him. With tender words he consoled Mary, who was overwhelmed with grief. In the name of her father, the minister thanked the farmer and his wife for all their kindness to Mary and her father. He begged of them to be father and mother to her, who had no longer any parents. Thank you for listening to another episode of Acresoft Story Classic.